uh, I, I want to start this, uh, since we took a break last year from being here, I'd kind of like to start off by making sure we all understand the democracy that's going on here and the forum that we've got. Is there anybody here that's complaining because we're having this camp here at Oxnard? Please raise your hand. <laughs> well, I'm not, and I damn sure am happy that we're out here and uh, uh, everything that it stands for. Uh, to me, uh, this is a, a great opportunity. It, uh, uh, you know, we like to uh, have things really work, and in this particular case, this location, uh, this area, the people of Oxnard, uh, Oxnard, the 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 uh, feeling that we have is uh, like you're coming home, but just as important is just the atmosphere. Now, we all know what uh, our challenges were over the past year and a half. And, Rich, I think it's been 18 months since we've been out here to uh, try to be exact. But uh, uh, it was so important uh, for the Cowboys uh, to basically, uh, in this way, show, uh, look, we're back. Uh, here we are. We're back to business. Uh, we're back to the thing that uh, uh, is, uh, in this case, where it starts, training camp, uh, getting this team, uh, getting the competitiveness to make this team and getting this team ready to play. We obviously think this is one of the best places in the world to get a team ready to uh, compete. Uh, has everything to do with the weather, but if, in case you look at these facilities, uh, they were built for these types. Uh, but more importantly, I want to refer back to uh, uh, last year. Uh, it was no accident that the Cowboys had about 22, 23, 24 percent of all the fans in the NFL were at Cowboy games. Just so you know, that was important to us. Uh, that was important to us. Uh, and by the way, there were no, none, serious in any way outbreaks of COVID to have those fans there, those uh, fans that we had, which uh, uh, outdistanced most. We just recently had a fight out there that many of you probably were in attendance. But we had about 70-something uh, thousand people out there. We know of not one case that's come from having those 70-something thousand people out there, and they were shoulder to shoulder. And uh, certainly some had masks, but a lot didn't. And the point is, it's a, it's a real privilege to have something as, uh, be a part of something as high profile as the Cowboys are and high profile as our stadium is to basically be able to say, hey, uh, we're, we're, we're going back to uh, how it used to be in that particular sense. I'm well aware and sensitive about the uh, uh, COVID situation, that uh, uh, the, the recent uptick uh, in the uh, uh, situation. We're well aware of that. Uh, but it meant everything, and that's a long-winded way of getting to. It meant everything for us to show up here, be here, be in California. I think we're one of maybe four teams or five teams that are going away this year in the NFL, going away to training camp. And that says something. Uh, I actually uh, am naive enough to believe that it actually says something about what we are and can be uh, as a football team. Uh, we certainly are stepping out here, not the least of which, and the very reason that we made the effort to be here is you. Uh, it was very important to the Dallas Cowboys. You're extremely important. You've heard me say this before. No one in sports appreciates what you bring to the table to take something that lasts a second and turn it into a fable. Nobody 
appreciates it more than I do. The fact that we're here, the fact that you're here, uh, meant so much to us to bring the experiences we have to training camp. Uh, uh, what we're doing with Hard Knocks, that had everything. That was a quick decision. Uh, that had everything to do with basically saying to people of interest in sports and interest in what's going on in the country, here we are. We're back. We're, we're uh, coming hard. We're getting ready. Uh, I don't want to say business as usual. It'll probably never be the same. But the most important thing is we want to be the part of what it looks like when we get it uh, when we get it right from the standpoint of interest in sport and interest in the NFL. Y'all are a big part of it. You being here, telling these uh, uh, events that go on on a daily basis, having it go back to the heart of our market, and having it go out there and telling everything that you that goes on out here on a daily basis that had everything that has everything to do when they turn the set on against Tampa. In my mind, how many people are looking at it on television? Everything. And we saw that last year. And so we're happy to have you here. I hope you're as excited about being here as I am to have you here. Now, with that, uh, uh, I want to just uh, say this. We uh, uh, have as many challenges uh, to come to a, a camp as uh, I've ever experienced in any time since I've been with the Cowboys. Uh, we are under protocol. Uh, we know how to operate under protocol. We had a lot of practice last year. Uh, we're under protocol. But I'll, let me say this. Uh, regarding our uh, team and its vaccines, uh, everybody here, including you, everybody here in what we call Tier 1, 2, or 3 uh, is a back vaccine for the most part, if you'll give me 99% as for the most part. From that standpoint, there could be one or two that aren't. From the standpoint of the players, uh, we probably have what I call in the pipeline. That's committed, but at some various stage of, of whether they need two vaccine shots and they've got one or whether they're uh, waiting a period of time so that they can uh, 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 have had their vaccine and go through the protocol. We have out of our 90 players here, we have a handful that in my mind have uh, still to uh, commit to this. A handful, and a hand is five. And, on, and that's, that's iffy in that several of, in my mind, of that finger of five uh, are on their way to uh, potentially having their vaccine. So that's where we are relative to the league at some 77%. We're very satisfied at where the Dallas Cowboys are uh, as far as looking at our competition in the uh, next few uh, uh, weeks ahead. So uh, with that, I'll uh, turn it over to uh, any questions. Uh, uh, Mike, do you have an opening remark, or would you like to take questions? I'm not going to follow that. Let's just get right to the questions. <laughs> questions, please. Uh, this, this is for the Collective Brain Trust. Uh, with, with the NFL procedures and policies encourage the, the vaccination and Jerry you touched on this but but what has the message been to the organization regarding vaccinations and when you have to operate along a parallel track with with people who've been vaccinated and those who haven't do you find that disruptive or is it just part of standard operating procedure from here on out we had a lot of practice last year on how to do uh, what needs to be done if there 
uh, is as many as one that hasn't uh, of a player that hadn't been vaccinated. We don't have any issues with our coaches. And um, so the protocol that we used last year is pretty much what you'll be looking at. Uh, doable isn't the word for it. It, uh, uh, it is very practical as to uh, uh, how we incorporate the idea of having a handful of people that are uh, not qualified relative to the vaccine. Uh, there'll be isolation, there'll be, is there'll be daily testing, there'll be uh, limits on uh, uh, outside camp uh, uh, activities. All of those things were what we had last year. Uh, from the standpoint, and we're ready to operate uh, on that basis. That will adhere to every California uh, uh, issue as far as their uh, demands. That'll adhere to uh, Oxnard dem demand. Uh, we'll it certainly adhere to the NFL as far as uh, making that operate. Uh, Mike can speak to how it was last year. Uh, my opinion is that it absolutely will not limit us in any way. The issue of vaccination uh, will limit us in any way as to being competitive as early as when we play Pittsburgh in the first preseason game. Do you agree with Michael Irvin? He says that if players are not vaccinated, you know, they question their commitment to, to, to doing everything it takes to win. Well, Michael Irvin uh, is uh, the best example that I know of uh, how much will and how much body language and how much uh, heart uh, and sacrifice mean to winning championships. He is that. And so when he talks, I listen. I know that. And I think he has a good reputation with the current uh, group of players that uh, because of his visibility uh, and uh, his activity with the network and uh, where he is as an individual. So he comes with all the credibility in the world. He's a Hall of Famer. And in a, a, a not only part, because he's a talented football player, but a big part of why he got there was that internal commitment going above and beyond and that's what he was trying to say uh, that it isn't normal uh, things we want from each other as players we want everything going above and beyond and so uh, uh, I thought it was uh, an outstanding message uh, again just to remind us I don't know that I've ever talked to a member of those teams that won those three Super Bowls that thought we could have done it without Michael Irvin and what he brought to the locker room and to the practice field. So uh, that, that was influential. What you just said, do you feel like you have your whole roster fully vaccinated by the Hall of Fame game? Oh, I, th I think that, uh, and I don't want to uh, uh, mince, uh, you, you do know we have some, uh, can't give names. Let's just put it like that. That's just not can do. I'm totally satisfied that uh, by the time that uh, the Hall of Fame game is, what, 10 days now, relatively speaking. And so uh, uh, we'll be able to play anybody in the Hall of Fame game that we want to play. I'll answer it that way. And uh, absent something happening between now and the Hall of Fame. What I'm comparing this to is when people say, where do you think you stand right now with the vaccination issue relative to your team? And as it pertains to, this comes to my mind, the competition. And I think we're one of the leaders.
I mean, you do understand it's a week, then it's two more weeks, and then it's two more weeks. So, you know, it does take time when we talk about in the pipeline. And I will say this about our players. My hat's off to them. They've, they understand that uh, everybody was recommending the vac- vaccine. It's recommended around the country, but they really did their homework. Uh, we provided them. They had a lot of great questions, provided them with a lot of education, a, a lot about the science, and I, I think they were able to get their hands around it. Stipulated that 85% threshold. So, are you saying that coming soon you will reach that threshold? I don't know that the 85% has uh, been totally negotiated yet, so I think it's a work in progress. Uh, but yes, I do think uh, we'll, we'll hit that threshold and more. Talk about those messaging or conversations. This is for all three of you. Did you guys pick up the phone and call players that still had concerns and walk them through some of their questions as it related to the vaccine, the limitations, and what they could expect? Yes. Yes, just exactly as you stated. And it was a uh, a multi-team. I mean, a many-faceted effort with coaches and led by Mike and uh, everybody in the organization. Uh, wanted to get information and give information to uh, uh, so that uh, everybody could uh, be comfortable with their decisions. And I think there was great communication amongst the players, uh, players talking to each other uh, about, you know, the research they had done and, the, uh, you know, getting educated about the science. I think there was great communication and leadership of, you know, amongst the players themselves. Mike, how, how did you address, again, a, a person making an individual choice in the context of what it means for a team? Because when you're building a team, that, that's a little bit different dynamic for what you're going for. Well, obviously, this is unique, you know, we're, we're, the pandemic uh, situation that we're in. And frankly, I, I shared my own personal experience where the facts that I was not particularly um, 100% on board with the, with the vaccination, uh, but through the relationships that we're fortunate to have in the medical community. Um, you, you watched, you know, you watched, you listen, and, and I, I think that same approach was, was given to our players. You know, we just wanted to make sure that they had all the facts. Uh, we're, once again, I, I think it's important to state that we, we, the relationships that we have in the medical community and to be able to watch the science, the numbers, and so forth. And then, you know, I made a conscious decision to get the vaccination. and. And I, I don't think it uh, really the position of where we were numbers-wise, in my opinion, was more about timing. So, I, and I think once the players uh, recognized that and, and we were continuing to educate and communicate, and I think Stephen's point about their, their communication between themselves, and, and that's why we're in this position where we are. So we're very comfortable, uh, particularly what's gone on the last couple of weeks. And, um, and I, I think it's like anything. It's a, it's a unique time. None of us have ever experienced this before, um, and I, I think I don't think it's a negative to to take a step back and, and listen and learn and, and make a, 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 a you know make the right decision. And, and I think everybody has has responded. And Mike, what did you hear? What did you hear, Mike, that convinced you that it was the right thing to get the vaccine? Well, it just wasn't one conversation. Um, you know, I, I have a personal physician. We have obviously uh, physicians here, and, and I'm fortunate to have some friends and in other relationships so i mean it you know it was a conversation obviously jerry and steven and the connections our organization have so uh, it was just you know i i wasn't the first one to jump to, to jump but once once i felt that this was clearly the right thing to do and and that's why i went forward and got the vaccination myself personally and and um so i i think that's 
I think some people are, have gone about it the same way. It's all about, the, you know, obviously the common goal of doing everything you can to win and being on the field. It's what happened to the NBA playoffs, the College World Series, Olympics, guys, teams who failed tests, you know, in the middle of the World Series, players in the NBA playoffs who had to miss games, important games, because they were not vaccinated because, you know, uh, they contracted the virus. Did that play a role in, in influencing the player that, you know, hey, this could impact our long-term goal. I think it's life. I think it's sports. I, I think those those topics and those situations, those experiences, all parallel themselves. And and that's and I just go back to what I just said. You, you you're taking the information. We're fortunate enough to to have resources and 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 other sports, the medical community. And but at the end of the day, you know, we're, professionally, we're here to win to win championships and. And, and this this is part of the responsibility, and it's you know it it's an educated uh, it's an individual choice, and, I, and like you said, I cannot say enough about our organization and our players, and we're we're very very comfortable, very happy where we are. Yeah, and, I, and I'll give a fact. I just have to say that this is a fact. This is not an opinion. This is a fact. There's not one thing about this issue of vaccine, as it pertains to the COVID that in any way relative to the other 31 teams in the NFL will put us at a competitive disadvantage. We are right there with the same spot that in that other teams that are uh, able to compete. The key thing is, and that obviously has a lot of interpretation, and you can do those for yourself, but go down everything that you could think of and I will report to you factually that we're able to stand up with anybody there is and be able to compete any day relative to the, all the issues about vaccine. Can you provide an update on the health of the team? Vaccine aside, number of players were on the field in the spring, held out precautions or because they're working back from injuries. Which players do you expect not to be ready to come tomorrow when practice starts? I, I think that's really for uh, a further conversation because obviously the we have the uh, testing going on right now. Uh, we have not seen the medical staff yet since the physicals this morning. The majority of it is a check-in, uh, but we'll, we'll get that to you. A lot of firsts for you last season as you joined the Dallas Cowboys. How much did it help, though, to have Dak get his extension, be in the building, and be around him this offseason? How did you see your relationship with him evolve? Well, I mean, it was great to get Dak, Dak back you know, on, on every level, no question. I mean, just the what he went through with the injury. Um, but, uh, you know, one thing about Dak, he's the same He's the same man every day. I mean, he's been there. He's been in, in, in the facility every single day since the, you know, since the injury. Um, but, you know, from a performance standpoint, I think we're stating the obvious. I mean, he's, uh, he's, a, he's an outstanding quarterback that has, you know, great, you know, great days in front of him. So, uh, but his leadership and all that to me, and that, to me, that's part of the contract. Uh, when, when players receive big contracts, I, I view it, and this is my opinion, that uh, obviously they're being rewarded, you know, recognized for what they do on Sundays, but the responsibility that they have Monday through Saturday greatly increases. And nobody emulates that more than Dak Prescott. So uh, it was great to get him back. And uh, I can't say enough about uh, our off-season program. Uh, we, we definitely hit all the targets that we wanted to, and even for some of the challenges that we didn't, foresee coming that, you know, that were upon us, uh, you know, in, in the first, you know, three or four weeks, our players did a phenomenal job. So that's something that, frankly, changed the way 
Um, we're going to practice and some, and some of the things we're going to practice early in camp because of the excellent commitment and what we were able to accomplish uh, in the off-season program. Excuse me? Well, number one is participation. I mean, I, I mean, well, I don't really want to go back to that, but the participation of our players, uh, you know, the participation of our players the last five weeks since we broke the off-season program has been incredible. The participation of our players prior to the April start of the off-season program is, is excellent. So uh, we, we have a lot to build on. We, we feel like we clearly uh, hit the targets in the classroom. You know, we, we were significantly better in the virtual realm of it. Uh, you know, learning from you know last year, so we were able to get through all eight installs, which which we uh, which it takes for us offensive and defensively. Uh, so we'll, we'll be able to really kind of we're looking at training camp as clearly a review, and where we can just really focus in on the mental and get into more game management type things early. You know, right, right out of the gate that you usually build up to in a normal training camp. So uh, feel for, for, you know for, you know a lot of ways it feels like the first year because we're getting to do things for the first time, but. Uh, to, for the climate that we are in in the offseason, I thought our players knocked it out of the park. Mike, what's your idea right now of what Dak's physical participation will look like in practice and preseason games compared to a guy not coming off his injury? I mean, uh, unless something comes out of the medical, uh, you know, the medical meeting, I, I see for him to be a full participant. And uh, but you know, it's you know still projection and see how it goes. Obviously, we're, we're going to watch it, but uh, the, the way we approached the off-season program was to keep him out of the team drills, uh, but he will participate in the team drills. So that, that was really the last hurdle as I view it in practice. Mike, what are your thoughts on the hard knocks uh, cameras being around? Did you need to be talked into it at all? Well, no, I'm, I'm just going to be honest. I mean, I about wrecked my truck when, I, when Jerry called me. Um, I, was <laughs> I was driving through it. Driving through a rainstorm, but uh, once I got back on the road, I'm I'm all in. So I'm excited about it. He actually gave me his glasses on the way in. I think, I think we're good. So. Through the years, the hard knocks goes on. People get perceptions of coaches. Some of them are good. Some of them are bad. Dave Campbell did it. There were some things that people were kind of tough on Campbell about. Jackson did it. People were tough on Rex Ryan did it. A lot of people like I mean, that's an excellent question, and frankly, it's one I really haven't entertained. Uh, I think it's important for all of us, and it's really the message actually meeting with the Hard Knock staff was just to be yourself. You know, let them do your, their job, and we're going to do ours, and, and, um, and that's really my focus. So I've, I've never uh, put a lot of time or effort to, you know, really cared about what people think of me. Um, that's why I was probably the only guy who walked in here without sunglasses. But, but it's um, we're just going to be ourselves. But our focus is really on establishing the winning culture. You know, this is our first opportunity as a football team to have a, a true training camp. And, and I mean, we we're so blessed and fortunate to have this facility to set up. You know, our organization, the relationship they have here, and and why we're here, all those things. So I'm really taking that in, and just we're all just excited to get on the field, and get get going, and start building what we all what we know what we can accomplish because the end of the day it's about winning the world championship nothing else really matters and it's it's a long ways away you know you look at these these opportunities uh, each and every year you know it's really it's really about a 300 day process you know we're 92 93 days into that process so training camp is the most important part for for a football team I think the fact that we're away and the setup and 
just watching the guys interact last night, there's, there's so much that we can do emotionally with the connection and the bonds that are formed in this type of setup here. So I'm, I'm just looking forward to get started. Get started. Seems like uh, Zeke has, Zeke's worked with a trainer this offseason. He's posted videos. Uh, his physique is, is more impressive than normal, it seems to me. What impression has he made on you in that regard as you get started here? I mean, really, the first thing I, I wanted to really get clarified in, in, on that uh, social media post, was that Joe Looney standing next to him? Or was that really? Yeah, okay, I'm good. All right. Cause I, cause I, he looks great, but I was like, I don't remember that guy But uh, in, in a 21 jersey. But, uh, no, he looks great. Um, you know, and Zeke's been here. I mean, he's been here the whole time. I mean, I, I can't say enough about him. I, re- I really enjoy working with him. He sits in the front row. Every team meeting, he comes to the quarterback meetings and the O line meetings early. So, um, but yeah, he's. I think we have so so many of our veteran players have really just stepped forward, and and that's what you need. I, you know, every team I've ever coached, particularly as a head coach, you always you have your younger group and your older guys, and that older guys got to pull the younger guys along, and then when that comes together, I mean, you have a chance to do something special, and and we definitely have the right men. When you guys do your post mortem at the end of the season, and you have Zeke in your office. What was the message to him after what I know he felt was a disappointing season for even himself? Well, I think postmortems, you know, I wouldn't use that word. Exit interviews a little friendlier, but uh, <laughs> it's, you know, I, I think all of us, uh, last year was, 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 was hard. I, I don't know other way. It's no excuse. I mean, every year, every year you have adversity that you go through as a football team, both personally and professionally and, and, uh, you know, last year we were definitely on a high end, so we will be better, you know, from that. Uh, I'm, I'm convinced of that, and I think it points to the players, you know, Zeke included. Uh, but, you know, I think it, the answer to your question is the fact that he was back in the facility working out, you know, a week or two right after the season tells you exactly the focus, and, and uh, he's been a great example for our young players. Gary, what's your uh, expectations for this team this season? When you look at the roster, you have coaching staff, most of it back for a second year. What are your expectations for this year's Cowboys? Well, I uh, uh, have to uh, uh, give us a uh, arrow up regarding uh, having Dak <clears throat> and uh, also being uh, uh, have better health in our offensive line. And so that I would hope that uh, uh, without the turnovers that went with them, that we could get back to the early part of the season last year when we were really gen and offensively. Need to eliminate some of those turnovers but that we were having during that time as well. Uh, defensively, I would think that it's going to be a different ball game. And uh, we've got a lot of uh, the kind of thing that you can make good defenses out of. We've got size. We've got speed. Uh, we've got uh, uh, people that know how to <coughs> take that that and a lot of times the stuff that goes with it which is inexperience I think we've got a way to make it work big for this season you put those two things together and I think we've got a chance to be a real good team Mike and Steven with with what happened last year do you with all the injuries and other things do you consider it an aberration and this year's the chance to for you Mike and, and the team to show what you're really about or did it expose some things that, that maybe you weren't ready going into this season? How, how do you view it? Was it an aberration, or was it kind of lay the groundwork for what needed to be done? I, I think it's both. I do uh, yeah, I think it's both. I, I think that you know we all fortunate you know fortunate enough to be in the league as 
as long as we have, you know, you have statistics, uh, the medical, you know, component, it's no different. So when you, you look at the injuries, the type of injuries, you, the comparables are a bit off just because of, you know, the off-season program leading up to it, the way the training camp went. So, I mean, so, you know, that, that, that's part of it. But also, it's, it's an opportunity. Anytime you have adversity, negativity, those are all great experiences that you can build off of. So, and it definitely gets, I feel, it will, will pay forward and has paid forward because of the way the players reacted, the way, you know, the reaction of the changes we made and, and the, the way we were able to utilize that into, in the off-season program. I think you're going to see a lot of benefits from it. So we got a really good foundation, but I think it's the combination of both. Yeah, I think you're sticking your head in the sand if you, uh, you know, if you don't say it's both. Uh, yeah. I think there's no question. Uh, you know, we had an inordinate probably. You know, if you look at our time with the team, 30 plus years, I don't think we've ever had, you know, that many, you know, top players in terms. If you take percentage of salary cap, however you want to look at it, miss games. Uh, you know, not just one time we were playing with our. You know, I think our fifth and sixth tackles out there, but that's no excuse. You've got to overcome those things. But obviously, we uh, felt like it was more than that. We made changes on defense. We, uh, you know, we obviously drafted heavily to the defensive side of the ball, and uh, you know, with the thought being that uh, we are going to get a lot of these offensive players back, and uh, you know, really felt good as Jerry said about what we were doing, you know, in the first part of the year when we were healthy. But uh, uh, I do think uh, you know we did address and. Thought we did have a productive offseason, uh, whether it's the free agency with the veteran defensive players we put in uh, that we brought in or, uh, or the uh, draft in terms of the focus on the defensive side of the ball on the draft. So I really think we've got uh, an upgrade there. Obviously, uh, you know, it's about bringing everybody together. Uh, obviously, bringing uh, Coach Mike, bringing Coach Quinn in uh, to really help that process along. I think it's going to be a huge plus for us. And, uh, you know, we feel good about uh, where we sit today. Steve, is there any position you still need to address? Would you be looking at a veteran corner, or are you comfortable with this roster as it is? You know, we made a major commitment to the corner position in the draft. I know a lot of people, you know, felt like maybe we should have come away with the corner with that first pick. But, uh, you know, philosophically, uh, we felt like the corners that were worthy of that uh, first pick in that area we were in were not there. So, uh, obviously, we feel great about Micah. And, uh, but then went ahead to address the corner position as the draft went on. And, uh, you know, I think the coaches feel good. We feel good about the corners that we picked. And, you know, to go along with the veteran corners we have in Diggs and, and Brown and, and Jay Lou, uh, you know, I think it's a great group out there. But at the same time, uh, you know, our philosophy is 365 days a year. We're always looking if there's an opportunity to upgrade the roster, uh, then we'll certainly look at that and address that. Well, I mean, I, I wouldn't say uh, disappointment in preparation. I, I think it's, uh, you know, changing with the times. I mean, the virtual realm that we were in last year, uh, I thought we took significant upgrades all the way around, you know, as far as the, how, we, how we approached it, the resources that we have. In, you know, in our organization, uh, obviously we had coaching staff change. So, I mean, it was it was at the forefront of of my thinking going into the offseason program. So, uh, but we've hit the target, and I think not only from a preparation standpoint, I think you look at the the players that we've added. You know, when I when I view the Dallas Cowboys, uh, and I, I go back to the '90s, I my first year in the league was 1993, and you know when they ran on the field, the team tilted. I mean, the field tilted. So, I think our offensive lines and our defensive lines. 
now emulate each other. I mean, it's, I mean, it's we're we're bigger, we're longer, and um, I think that's going to prove, prove you know, prove they really help us up front defensively. So, uh, I just really, I really like the look of our guys. Mike, you talked about the experience that you guys have lost this offseason, Sean Lee, you know, being Tyrone. Who are the guys that you see stepping in and filling in those spots beyond the guys that have been here, like Dak and, and Zach Martin and guys like that? Well, I, I think the most important thing, and it needs to be organic, and you're starting to see it already, and that's that's why I'm anxious to get out on the grass because that's where that's where you know that's where the credibility, that's where the value comes from, and it carries over obviously into the locker room and all the way through. So uh, that, that's uh, to be seen. Uh, we want everybody to take on the responsibility of leadership. Leadership doesn't start once you get a second contract. Doesn't start once you get to the fourth year in the league. It, you know, rookies have an opportunity to lead just by the example that they show. You know, on how hard they work to show that they can connect. They are, you know, working to get on the same page as the veterans. So I, I, I've never looked at leadership and having the experience of coaching a young team each and every year. My past, my past job. I, I, what I've learned is you have to create opportunities for leadership. And there's some things that we do just in our practice structure, in our meeting structure, uh, to give guys, you know, an opportunity to stand up and present themselves or put guys at the front of the line. So. Uh, development and leadership is is a constant focus of our, from, you know, of our of our coaching staff, and and uh, to me it has to be organic. And uh, but we got the, we have the right we have the right men for this, so it'll it'll be fun to watch it all come together. Are the players looking to lead Jerry as Randy Gregory, given your investment in him over the last couple of years? Does he seem a little bit more like he's bought in this off season? He felt a little bit more clear of mind in minicamp. What stands out about him? Are you talking to me or? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> well, uh, Randy, uh, I have been really impressed uh, by the way he's uh, stayed the course uh, with legitimate life challenges, and uh, he uh, uh, addresses them exemplary. Uh, he uh, has to fight. Uh, the the kinds of things that make those challenges for people. He has to fight that. And the, I'm seeing him take the uh, logic and the mentality of using what he's been through there, and I'm seeing it bring it over to his game and bring it over to his uh, the, being the professional uh, that uh, he potentially might have a chance to be. Uh, he's got a lot of tread left on his tire. He hasn't, he really hasn't, if you think about it, uh, he hasn't had a lot of wear and tear relative to as uh, many years as he's now been with the Cowboys. I'm, I'm that, I, I like that. That's always excited me that it's, uh, even as we speak today, it's the, uh, what's out ahead of him that excites me the most. Uh, uh, I uh, believe that the structure that we now have in the NFL uh, as a part of this new, our new labor uh, agreement relative to how we handle with players, we being the teams in the league, how we handle the players uh, really helps Randy. And so that uh, uh, that helps him have a plan that uh, is realistic for him and uh, will be realistic for others too. It's not called the Randy Gregory plan at all, but it is absolutely uh, 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 complements what Randy needs to be operating in.
And, of course, uh, uh, he has a great way with his teammates. He's not an issue. Uh, he, as far as issues as a teammate or a player, uh, he would be at the top 5% of not having issues. Uh, so all of those things give me a, a, a lot of optimism. And then uh, we've never questioned his talent and his uniqueness. And uh, so uh, I look forward to uh, him buoyed by his confidence level. I look forward to him really having a big year. Was, was there a time where you thought it may not work with Randy, and what did he show you throughout that sort of time period that it existed? Well, we kept talking, and we kept trying. And um, uh, uh, that's 99% of it, in my mind, almost about most things. We just didn't quit. And uh, he had, uh, when I say we, I'm talking about Randy. And uh, we, just, we just didn't quit. He's always been uh, worth, in terms of uh, just being a person, he's been worth the extra, uh, if you will, uh, investment of time, interest, uh, everything that comes with uh, uh, building a, a roster. Uh, the next question is, I've never seen any time when he was a takeaway from being involved with the team. Not one time. Now you say, well, boy, you'd like to have him out there sacking somebody uh, right uh, in the fourth quarter. Uh, if that's a takeaway, that is a takeaway. But uh, certainly he, he uh, kept it at a level that, frankly, he had a lot of experts that would uh, basically attest to uh, Randy needs a different system. And so he's uh, he's he's uh, uh, he's all right. Jerry, this question for you and Stephen here. When you guys first bought the team in '89, you're winning Super Bowls by '92, '93, '95. Now, the last 20 years, you've done through five coaches. You only have seven playoff appearances. You only have eight games over 500. How can you all get yourselves back to where you used to be when you first came to the stadium? You were winning. Yeah. Well, I uh, uh, we. We need to have a Charles Haley appear. You follow me? Because we got him, and we started going to Super Bowls. Well, but you say, well, Charles didn't do it himself. Of course not. But he was a big, impactful player. And we took some risk, and he first to tell you, and he was an impactful player for us. Obviously, uh, Deion Sanders helped get to some Super Bowls. I'm not talking about the very obvious, and that was the organic growth that Coach referred to of the players that we uh, that brought on, brought with us as we when we first got here. Uh, I think we've got a combination right now, seriously, and I'm not making comparisons, and you can get in so much trouble doing that. But I think we've got a combination, I think Coach is right, of youth, players, talent, as well as we've got some solid, solid, talented veteran players, and when you look at our top uh, 10, 11 paid guys, they're guys that can make major contributions to this team. We had a core base like that in those uh, championship years that made that core base, yet we, boy, we had some talented young guys come through. We're, we're starting to look like that when you look at team makeup. Now, I'm not comparing Troy and Dak, or I'm not comparing Emmett and Zeke. I'm not doing that at all, or certainly not comparing Michael uh, with anybody we've got at all. Uh, but as I 
started this meeting off with, uh, Michael, it was is a special thing. Uh, do we dare think we could have one of those on this team that would have that kind of leadership role? We may have it. Only thing I'd add to that is – It might be your quarterback. Well, that's it. I think uh, think you just hit on it. I think Dak's rare. I think uh, obviously we stepped up and made him the highest paid player in the league for a reason. And uh, I think he's got rare, rare traits, leadership traits, winning traits, leadership traits. He's he's unique. And I think you couple that with, as Jerry said, some some optimism we have with some of our pass rushers, our offensive line, Zeke. Uh, and then you pair that with uh, uh, the guy sitting next to me. He's obviously uh, been to four championship games, won a Super Bowl. Uh, the leadership he brings to the table, I think, can make a huge difference. And then, of course, uh, you know, we brought in Dan Quinn, who was, uh, you know, real close to winning one, uh, got his team to the Super Bowl. So, you know, we've got people with pedigree here that uh, I think can help us take the next step. Mike, when do you begin to see that? We didn't exactly start off in those championship years, as you well know. Uh, we won one football game the first year out. And uh, people called us a high school team. And so it wasn't exactly like we uh, uh, were the uh, bell of the ball, so to speak. Is there a time where you have all those players and you start seeing them on the field that you really feel like – this is the team, this is the team that's going to get there and, and, and be there. Is there a point in time where that happens? Uh, yeah, I hope so. I mean, it, it, you know, it, I think that you just have to be realistic from my approach is it takes time. I mean, we're not going to go out there and uh, have a great two-hour practice tomorrow and, and say, okay, we're ready to go. I, I don't think that's realistic, and it's never been my experience. I think the most important thing is uh, I've always looked at it as thresholds and targets. And, and as long as you keep moving towards that, because uh, because really training camp is twofold. You're not only getting your team ready to win games and create a winning culture, you you also have the competition and the development of your roster. So, and, and I think when you look at our 89, 90 man roster right now, we're, we're gonna have a very very competitive. You know, some, I mean, if you look at the D line, I mean, you got some some positions that um, there's some guys are gonna really have to play. We're gonna have to you know how we play them and make sure we give those guys the opportunity to win a spot on this team. So that's really where my focus is. And, but yeah, there's, there's always a point where, uh, and it's using that second and third preseason game where you, you, you start to see what you, what you want to see. And, 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 and then you have to, and you go through the part, you know, the fourth preseason game, and, and then you get into the getting ready for the first game too. So some highs and lows, thresholds and targets. But yeah, definitely, I hope, I hope we see that sooner than later. There's some time before padded practices can begin. What was your philosophy when scripting, scripting the opening practices in terms of what you want to establish or accomplish? Well, traditionally, you, 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 know, you have a full off-season program. You, you get through pretty much everything that you want to put in, and then you, when you start training camp, you go back and start over again because you know, the younger players need the reps. Uh, you know, we're taking a little different approach. Uh, we're going we're gonna to go back through the, the install, but we're, we want to advance our you – know, the situations it's just like anything in this game everybody has the same amount of time everybody has the same amount of practices and you know how much you spend on this situation as opposed to another that 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 to me that's where that's that's where coaching comes into play that's part that's part of the formula practice in the right way i'm i've never been one to just you know white out the the date from the year before and i think you get your ass in trouble that way i, I think you really have to tailor each and every practice to who you are what you're trying to be 
and really reflect to the to the to the uh, to the vibe and in, in, in the rhythm of what's going on too. Now, I mean, we have the first shoot twelve practice. Everything's scripted, but it, by no means is that it's it's it, it, it will be adjusted. That, that's that's just the way we, I've always done it because you have to evolve and you have to evolve with your team. Uh, but you know, we're we're going to get into more situational work quicker in this training camp than than not I have in the past. So that's that's you know I don't even, I don't even know if you'll even notice it, but you know so. That, that that's what I focus on, particularly in the time off. Mike, can, can you address the, uh, the the fine the team received in the off season for violation of the all season program? Uh, whether you agree with it, appeal, j- just your thoughts on that? Oh, definitely. I, I'm actually I had a very good conversation uh, with the league office. Uh, I thought it was informative. I I think they're in a very tough spot, um, not as tough as my spot because it you know came out of my pocket. But it's I, I think try. First and foremost, we're doing it the right way. I mean, I, there's no question about that. Our, our players are trying to do it the right way. Um, you know, I think there was seven plays, seven or nine plays that that we looked at as a group, and and frankly, the majority of them involved younger players. So, uh, to me, it's a learning experience. Uh, I think, like anything in life, if, if if you're punished for trying to do too much the right way, as opposed to not doing enough the right way, I think that's a, that's a healthy experience to learn from. Change up. You want to do more situational work in comparison to previous years. I'm sorry. Why you want to do more situational work at camp in comparison to previous years? I just think it's where we are. I think it's and it's and it's what we need. I mean, there's there's things that you learn about every team you coach, and uh, strengths and strengths and in I'd say weaknesses, but strengths that that you really want to build off of. But that's an area we need to be better. So we need to do more of it. Um, and frankly, that's that's the game. I mean. Eight games a year are going to come down to the final, the final drive. So that's um, that's pretty pretty clear that that will factor in your playoff run, will factor in your playoff seed. So you know we, we start preparing for that back in the off season. So we, we need to focus more on on game situation, particularly the the final eight. You know two minute drills, and um, we did more two minute drills last year than I've than I've ever had. Uh, and and it was something I, I go back to my experience in 08. Uh, young young quarterback first starting for the first time there in Rogers and we had a bunch of games come down to two minute that uh, you know we, we didn't get it done we you know we finished six and ten so uh, since then I've always like I said we all have the same amount of time uh, you, you, have, you all have the same amount of practices so uh, we, we've always I've always done a lot of two minute drills and so forth we've exceeded that last year these are just things I think we need to continue to work on I think it's a reflection of the game. I think the roles changes. I think all those things factor in in how these games are being played compared to the way they were played ten years ago. So, situational football has always been important. Uh, but what, you know, how much time do you put into the you know the up tempo offenses, which is obviously you got to get your defense ready. So for we need to do a better job playing complementary football. Uh, we were not very complementary even at the beginning of the season last year. So with that, you know, those are really the two focal points that we're going to focus on as we get going. What's your, your sense of urgency right now? Uh, you talked several times over the past few years about you don't have time to have a bad time. And we've come out here many times, and you were very confident about this team two years ago. It's the most talented team we've had since the 90s. You know, is this the team that can finally get back to the Super Bowl? I mean, is that what your urgency is? Well, uh, you, you've often heard me say you would be shocked at if I could write a check and know that I was going to get to the Super Bowl, what you would what you would do with that. Uh, but uh, uh, I, I'm, I don't want to confuse this with 
not being realistic. Uh, I've always had to be pragmatic at the end of the day because if not, you'll end up on the outside looking in. You have to be real. Uh, but on the other hand, uh, I've never thought that we uh, couldn't uh, be better or never thought that we couldn't uh, make uh, make it happen, even when we were not as on paper or we weren't as technically as uh, good or sound. Uh, but I've never thought that. And, uh, and I've got too many examples of how shorthanded people have knocked them out of the park before, and a lot of them in a lot of different areas. And so uh, I really don't know that uh, I have any days or have any weeks, but what I don't think, there's a pony in here somewhere. And so uh, I have a lot of the days when you've got to ask yourself is what's, what are you doing in the middle of this? Uh, but uh, so uh, that served me well. That served me well. I'm, uh, this isn't an I, me, but uh, uh, I've had a lot of people tell me you're naive and or say that he's naive. Well, it's a beautiful world. It's a better world to be naive than to be uh, skeptical and be uh, negative all the time. And so uh, I do my best work, I think, uh, when it's more positive. And so I need it to be uh, promising, and I need us to uh, have a way to go. That causes me to do stupid things, or it causes me to do excessive things that sometimes really work. And uh, that's been the way I've played the cards. Joked in the past that you paid these deals with the devil to win these Super Bowls. When things just kept working against you guys last year, did you feel like he was cashing in? And how anxious are you to get to Thursday Night Football and put last year behind you? Well, I found that uh, 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 that uh, he's not quite as responsive to one's individual ask as you might think. And I'm not uh, trying to be sacrilegious here, but uh, uh, the facts are that uh, uh, I would right now if I could, and I knew had a good chance to do it, I'd do anything known to man to get in a Super Bowl. That's a fact. And uh, uh, there's, uh, uh, there's nothing in my mind that can uh, uh, have a pri higher priority than that. And uh, as you know, uh, sometimes you have to make decisions uh, to go back to, to make uh, to step forward and we're faced with that in building a squad you can't have it all and you've got to uh, uh, you would like to uh, have you see several ways that you might be able to do something from my perspective to get better but that'll end up costing down the road that's the pragmatic part when it goes uh, but uh, uh, I feel uh, as driven uh, as uh, i was when we first bought the team. And I was scared to death then, I'm scared to death now. Uh, I worry about what's happening out here around the, uh, the economy, the COVID, and I worry about our place in it in the NFL and where the place is in sports. I worry about that. But the thing that means the most to me and I care about, and I could probably be anywhere in the world, I want to be right now. I want to be here uh, with our team.
Jimmy John's Bone Hall of Fame. Can you just talk about Jimmy for a second? Well, I'm, I'm never have a, a, a time of year like we are coming into training camp. But what I don't remember the very first training camp that uh, uh, we went to with Thousand Oaks. And um, I brought Larry Lacewell out, who was going to join the Cowboys four or five years later, I think, from the time we bought. I forget how many years it was. But Larry rode out with me. I didn't come out the day the team came. But I brought him out and a guy that owned a team in uh, uh, the Donald Trump League that uh, was a minority team in Donald Trump. And so we all three rode out. And I remember stepping out, coming out to Thousand Oaks, smelling that grass, being out where the great tradition of the Cowboys were with training camp. And it just, it just, I just had to pinch myself to think uh, that I got to be a part of that. I remember getting on a bus with the whole team uh, a couple of weeks later and coming up uh, Highway 1 from Thousand Oaks. And we pulled up right out here. And Al Davis was here. He had big black screens blocking all this off. Al Davis was out here, came through that gate, and Al Davis, and I looked up to him so much. And um, Al Davis came over. Boy, here we were, out here playing football, out on it. And I had died and gone to heaven just to uh, have that kind of experience. Uh, I was inspired uh, to uh, get to be a part of that, uh, but I never wasn't uh, afraid, uh, afraid that uh, – uh, this thing was going to go the other way on you, and a lot of things go wrong. We got a lot of answers today that we didn't have uh, back then at that time. But uh, the idea of being a part and uh, coming to training camp goes to my mind, and of course Jimmy was involved in those days. And so all of that comes to my mind when I think of those times. We actually were together here four and a half years. Now I'd known him for. 10 or 15 years before that, or 20 years before that, and uh, thought the world of him or he wouldn't have been the coach of the Cowboys. And so when I look back at the time that we got to enjoy and what happened to us during that time, uh, I uh, uh, go back to uh, uh, what Barry Switzer said. Barry Switzer came in the, uh, the office, and uh, Jimmy had just left. And so Barry came down from Norman, Oklahoma, to talk about getting the job. And he comes in and he said, where's Jimmy? Now, Barry had coached us both. He said, where's Jimmy? And I said, Jimmy's gone. He said, well, that's not right. Get him. Get him in here. I said, where's Jimmy? I said, Barry, Jimmy's gone. We're sitting here talking about you being the coach. I said, what in the world are you so anxious to talk to Jimmy about? He said, I just wanted to get both you little assholes on this couch and ask you both, how could you this up. <laughs> that was Switzer. <laughs> I don't know what. Can you think about how, how you could do that now? I mean, well, well, I just think of those great times. And Jimmy's great coach, great coach, and uh, uh, ridiculous uh, that uh, uh, my role here was my job to keep it together. It was my job. It should have deference, should have had deference to something that was working good. So those are the things that come to my mind. We had a great run of it. 
Uh, he's a great coach, and I'm uh, proud to have him as a friend and proud to have had the times that we had. We, we, uh, we just had a great experience. Can you answer Switzer's question now? What? I've never, I've never been able to know why uh, I fucked it up. That, not just that, but anything else. <laughs> no, I can't answer those questions. Will he, will he go to Ring of Honor this year? Huh? Would Jimmy go to Ring of Honor this year? You know, I don't want to do anything that takes away from this year. You know, he'll have a year, provided everything goes good. He'll have a year uh, that we also honor his Hall of Fame. And it will be this year, uh, in the in, during the season at some time. David Baker will come down, so we don't want to do anything uh, uh, that uh, uh, makes that happen. Uh, I'm excited, actually. Uh, uh, I uh, was the one that uh, dealt with David Baker when Jimmy was uh, uh, put in the the hall there two years ago or last year, not this year, but a year ago. Uh, I said, look, the Cowboys need to play in the Hall of Fame game, and he agreed, and he wanted that to be done. That was a condition. Well, when they canceled the game last year, uh, David said the first thing he did was call and say before, not that it's a condition because we need to cancel it anyway, but will you commit to play the, the next year? So really we've been standing there waiting to play this game relative to this time when they come in the uh, Ring of Honor, and of course we've got two other absolutely great Dallas Cowboy players going in up there too. So it's really propitious that we've got that uh, uh, that we've got that game. Do you plan to put Jimmy in the Ring of Honor at some point in the future? Let's don't let uh, knock all the fun off of, out of it. <laughs> Let's keep having fun, Ed. <laughs> Excuse me, I can't hear you with that mask. I, I got to see those lips. Uh, Jerry, uh, you were one of the big forces in getting the NFL back to Los Angeles. We're a couple weeks out from the first game with fans and so fly. How do you grade uh, the return to Los Angeles so far from a week's perspective? Well, uh, first of all, uh, Los Angeles has always been a jewel and a jewel potential for the NFL. Uh, not just the Rams, but for the NFL. And we have recently built that joins, uh, I'm not sure it technically joins, but it's right beside it, our NFL network. And the network headquarters are right there at the stadium. And so I've often used this illustration. I really hope that when we think of the entertainment capital of the world. When we think of Hollywood, rather than seeing that crooked sign up on the mountain Hollywood, what you're going to see is uh, SoFi Stadium, and that's when you're zooming in, and that's Hollywood. Uh, that's what uh, uh, the, the entertainment capital of the world is. And I think that stadium reaches that stature when I think about what it can mean for the NFL and uh, 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 Los Angeles and the and, – uh, uh, for everybody involved relative to sport. Uh, when we discussed this, I'm chairman of that committee, and, and when we discussed it, there was a debate about whether to move that headquarters from New York to move it there. And, of course, that's the talent part. That's where we uh, have a lot of the content done, apart from the games themselves, are done with that group of people in the NFL. Well, that's the headquarters of it now. 
and the headquarters course is sitting right there and you can't miss it it's gorgeous and while we're out here i want to go down and take a look at it but i've heard it really works good all of that ties in to the picture of what you want the nfl to have going for it when you think of the perception of the nfl and i think los angeles does that and by the way that was my point about we need uh, uh stan Kroenke, we need uh, uh we need the rams we've got it all fits and we need to be uh, uh, have that kind of uh, aura and that kind of image about the nfl that that stadium will do so it, it covered a lot of ground Last one, Joe Trahan, last one. Yeah, we've heard you get emotional several times in just these last few minutes. Can you share with us where this particular amount of emotion stemmed from? Well, I think it's being here today, really. I started off uh, a little sentimental when I actually went over and shook Deucey's hand. <laughs> but so I'm really <laughs> after Deucey ran me off his show. <laughs> I've forgotten it too, Mike. <laughs> but uh, seriously, uh, what you're seeing is uh, just how good it feels uh, to be here. Doggone, I uh, just as much as I enjoy this stuff, I get to thinking, well, are you ever going to see that again? Are you ever going to be sitting up there talking to everybody again? same time and so uh, uh, I do I, I guess I, I'm not going to apologize but I, I am sensitive today and emotional about the whole show thank you guys we got to run but not coming out here kill me just kill me and uh, and frankly I'm, I'm not I know I'm patronizing but I'm not intending to it's you it is you. It is the show you make it and goes back to our fans and, and the fact that we're out here kicking this thing off. And it's, uh, uh, it, it's such a, uh, an important thing. And then you look at uh, when the season started, we didn't have this kind of buildup, not just the Cowboys but the NFL. And we suffered. We need the preseason. We need this. We need you to make this thing go. Those ratings are important that – uh, uh, to have you. And I'm not talking about the preseason game. I'm talking about the regular season games. Thank you. Thank you.